The hosts of this podcast are professional Christians, and while they do have all the answers, none of them claims to be inerrant. Well, infallible maybe. If the views and content of this show leave you upset or disappointed, just remember, this is just for funsies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Spiritual Undirection, a lighthearted podcast about life's most important questions. I am Valentining Bible teacher Christopher Seals. And I am Build-A-Bear, John Bennett, author, <laughs> teacher. <laughs> and I am Seas Candy, stock prices soaring, Pastor Wayne David Randolph. Uh, they'll get you every time on those uh, prices. I don't know why I went to the stocks. Wait, 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 wait. We have a... Oh, um, never mind. Here we go. Uh, calls, 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 calls from the public. Calls, 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 calls from the public. I had to change, I had to change the song up a little bit. Yeah, Sorry. I appreciate that. So that way we don't get sued. It, it, yes. Well, I got a call from the lawyers and they were not as aggressive as the David Hasselhoff lawyers, but they were aggressive mm. enough. Meanwhile, we have a caller on the line. Caller, I don't know how you got this red, the red phone line, but this is the emergency youth pastor line. So um, caller, go ahead. Who's this? Yeah, I hope it's an emergency. Yeah. Hi, my name's Kelsey and I, I'm a youth pastor and I, I'm glad this got through because I, I need your help. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, Kelsey. Hi. I'm so sorry in advance, Kelsey, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, I'm calling because I have what what I, I'm hoping you guys can offer some wisdom. I feel like you guys have a lot of wisdom to offer and uh I, I'm really needing some strategies to uh, get my teenage boys to stop making jokes about their I, oh, I, don't, I don't know if you guys have have some guidance when it comes to this, but it um, it's Kelsey, my just, most pervasive problem at the moment. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, my God. Kelsey, yeah. just so you know, we, we, we refer to it as the Paness here. Mm-hmm. So that you're talking uh-huh. about Paness jokes by teenagers in youth groups. Yeah, we want to keep our rating yes. what it is right now. Thank you, Chris. Yes. Thank you. Um, yeah, I feel, I, some of I've my been out of the classroom. teenage students call it that, too. Oh, <laughs> oh, goodness. I feel like Chris and John probably have a lot to to say here. It's been a while for me since I've been in the classroom. Yeah, I mean, immediately I, I have some thoughts. Maybe you could... Uh, draw bring, rocket ships. Yeah, draw rocket ships and um, <laughs> bring up sausages and hot dogs as often as possible. Um, you yeah. could talk about um, the way that the British <laughs> refer to breakfast sausages. Uh, yeah. yeah, like any... Drawing Squidward's yep, right. face. I, I think he's. I think she was saying, though, that she wants them to stop for some reason. Oh, okay, Maybe. well... I, I don't know if I have anything to add or say for that issue. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, as somebody who teaches at an all-boys school, um, I have a few strategies. First of all, spray bottle of cold water, and you just kind of <laughs> stop it. Like, like That's Caesar one. Milan? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like the dog whisperer? Oh, yeah. That's the one. Well, I, I mean, I also wonder, what is the proper vinegar to water ratio? Do you have any specs on that, John? Oh, oh um, it's it's however well hydrated my dog is and if he gets it all in the bottle. Okay, but that's gross. I can't it's 2023, Chris. It's not medieval times, bro. Yeah, yeah. Um, the second way, though, and this is my favorite one, and this is actually somewhat legit, is that when they make said joke, like, have them explain it or, like, you try to explain it. <laughs> And then if like, it make it so awkward. Mm. So what you're saying is, yes. is that when I wrote out, let's say, um, I don't know, what's a good one? Pen 15? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I'm trying to think <laughs> right of the most the recent one, but I'm like so inundated with so many, I can't even pick out a single one, right? Mm-hmm. Bangers yeah. and mash is a good one. Bangers well, and let's mash. just say like Pretty you say sausages. something like, it's going to be hard. And then one of the students, you know, like <laughs> just breaks out uncontrollable laughter. Like apparently the two other people on this podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they start laughing, and then maybe they make a quip, and you're like, oh, explain. What's so funny about it's so hard? Hmm. And then, you know, they kind of get red-faced. And if it's still happening, I'm like, this would make a really fun email to your parents Oof. when you said X, Y, Z. Yes. And that usually shuts it down. You could oh. also throw in grandmother if you know their grandmother. Hmm. Oh, gosh. Oh. Um, John, when their faces are red, is that a opportune time to spray them? Ooh. Oh, yeah, that's... 
Oh, like like as a cool down. Like, mm-hmm. hey, buddy, you look all you look all bothered and and heated. Can, can I give you a little spritz? <laughs> yeah, um, I feel like it's either one or the other, though. Like you can't you can't get the spray to the face both verbally and do you, aquatically. Is it a stream you know? or mist? By the way, are you mm, doing the stream setting? Because that's pretty ba if you are. Good question. First time it's the mist, but you know if I'm like across the room, <laughs> stream it is. You know. <laughs> Kelsey, how's your aim? I mean, not bad. Does the spray work with your with youth group kids that are flirting as well? Because that would also oh. be a helpful youth pastor tactic. Yes, not oh, that's a good one. You remember how we all had the chaperone that told us to leave space for Jesus? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe you could have a secret pheromone spray. Mm. Well, we actually um, coined something <laughs> a couple episodes ago called the Smitten Mittens. Yes. Or the Smittens. Yes, we right, did. Chris? Yeah. Smittens TM. Um, and what you could do is you could actually like put little handcuffs on them. And so they have to be like handcuffed. But the thing is, is that they can't actually reach the other person's hands because of the way it's like linked or something. Mm. Ooh, that could be torturous. Oh. Yes. I mean, in our youth room, we have an actual little robotic Jesus toy doll. And I mean, I could have them leave room for that Jesus. Like they both just have to (laughs) hold on to opposite ends of the doll. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Yeah, that was that. Yeah, that Jesus is there replacing the elf on the shelf from the previous youth director. That's so good. So now we have Jesus robotic on the Mm -hmm. shelf. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, and I guess the question that I have is like, are these the types of jokes that are, in the moment, they're on the spot, like situational humor, or are they like the cheesy dad jokes where they're like setting you up and being like, hey, um, what's that on your coat? Um, I bet it's uh, something gross. Okay, so maybe I don't know any of these pre-memorized, but like basically, like are what's the delivery that these kids are doing? Yeah, on a scale of one to ten, yeah. what's the wit factor on this? Like yeah. how witty is it really is, I guess, what we're getting to. That's the question. You know... A lot of them are recycled. There's not a lot of new ones. Uh, okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. A lot of them are... Uh, There's nothing new uh, under the sun. Old, oldies but goodies would not be the right term, because I don't know that they're good, but yeah, they're long-held uh, Oh, long-held, eh? Yeah. <laughs> long-held yeah. penis jokes. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, so, well, I, I, could, I could chime in for a second, because I, I actually... Uh, I I know Kelsey's youth group, and and I can say that there there's a handful of setup there going on, especially yes. like like who were these who were those two guys I saw you walking with? Um, like there's a lot of that kind of joke going mm, on. Okay, uh-huh. okay. Um, yeah. Are there any or, times the D's, you... like the D's brothers? You know. Uh, yeah. Or or the or the most recent one, like uh, which I I believe might have actually came from. Uh, Noah Randolph himself was oh. uh, not to. Uh, we'll, we'll, be about, we'll be about real names for uh, <laughs> for prosperity. <laughs> yes, um, but I, I think it was. Oh, if quiz is short for quizzical, then what is test short for? Uh, <laughs> that was definitely yeah. my son. Oh my! Whoa, Kelsey, can never I mind. can I tell never you a joke? Mind. Can you tell me if this is like uh, an appropriate one that somebody might say in your youth group? Sure. Um, a teacher friend of mine recently got a vasectomy, and um, he said that there's a Greek god um, that's in, favored for these surgeries. His name was Eucalyptes. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. It's a good one. Yeah. It's a good one. You can imagine how that ends. I'm not going to say it on air because... I'm the classy one out of the three of us. I, I thought that's true. That's I thought true. That, I thought that was the end, John. So that shows you where my uh, proficiency is. Um, well, Kelsey, yeah. I do you do you feel equipped at all to go? Oh, gosh. <laughs> have we have we gifted you with anything other than? Uh, I mean, I hope you got a little dopamine rush from laughter. But uh, um, I mean, I mean, the spray bottle sounds. Like, yeah, I got to bust out the spray bottle. That sounds... I, I think yes. the spray bottle and nice. just, you know, like like in other topics, uh, when we talk about wielding power, um, you know, just just remind them to uh, keep that stuff sheathed. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. The jokes. The jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Get the jokes sheathed. And, sure. well, and, we, and we can definitely use John's advice. I do find that um, explicitly and clinically restating the thing that was just said oftentimes 
makes everyone feel really bad in the room. Um, and De- the, dehumorifies. Yeah, and um, that's like the best thing to do is make people feel really bad about their sexuality um, because the more oh, you could yeah, get them shame. to repress it, um, the healthier they'll be. Chris, there's a spot in the Catholic Church for you. <laughs> I was just going to say, man, it sounds like you took a notebook right out of uh, whatever whatever the sister nun was named who was beating the crap out of you when mm. you were four, John. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sister Mary, full of grace. Yes. yes. Um, I will say, um, shame, shame worked really good for me in both my relationship with the divine and my fellow human beings. Mm-hmm. So... Mm. Um, Kelsey, I've been, between the two of us, we've spent thousands of dollars on therapy, so use as much shame as possible. <laughs> you know. right. whatever, you do, whatever you do, Kelsey, do not pull that student to the side and have a one-on-one private conversation explaining why what they did was inappropriate and how that's the wrong setting for those kind of jokes and how uncomfortable it made you feel. So don't do that because yeah. that's going to undermine your authority. Mm-hmm. It's going to make everybody just feel all weird and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This absolutely like rule number one is nothing in earnest, nothing serious, <laughs> nothing like honest and sincere. Just make sure that there's just uh, like stone faced uh, shame and clinical definitions of what they said. I think that's the best way to go. And a, and, a, and a healthy dose of of the Mister Sprayer happening simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Actually, yep. can I say something? Sure. No. Can I be serious? Can I be serious for a sec? One sec. <laughs> you get one sec, or maybe two secs. See what I did there? Oh, boo. Oh. Um, Rob Bell's book, Sex God. Um, Biography of David Hasselhoff? It's the bio. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for the reminder, by the way. I got to tell you something funny for my wife. Um, No, but he had had that book, and I, I think the premise of it, just the idea of recognizing the image of God in people. Um, Yeah. Granted, this is all, you know, tongue-in-cheek and panesse, um, and we're just being silly, but uh, eventually when the conversation gets going there and about sexuality and about how we wield that power, so to speak, I, I think I think framing it around the idea of, um, A, that we are image bearers, and B, you know, that, that determines how we interact with people on how we recognize the image of God in people. I know I took it a little bit further, like into like exploitation and, mm-hmm. and other mm-hmm. stuff, but I, I think that that is, a, that is a good framework for that conversation. As, as one who was the recipient of the guilt and shame, mm-hmm. uh, all, it, all it did was reinforce that the thing I wanted to know was that much more important, but that none of these people wanted to tell me, so I went and learned uh, the hard way. So anyways. S- yeah, so God's the reason why I can't say come in my class mm-hmm. in any sort of context. Correct. At all. Okay. Yep. Do you say yep. God is the reason? Yeah, I mean, if they're the image bearers of God, you know, like, oh. that's what that means, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you Catholics. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Kelsey? Well. Um, I, hope, I hope you feel equipped. <laughs> yes, thank you. I mean, yeah, I, the, I'm going to take the spray bottle for sure and uh you know and a healthy dose of you know earnest of earnest conversation oh you didn't you didn't even listen to us don't do the (laughs) earnest stuff no you know or maybe we just want purity culture to to like perpetuate as much as possible and maybe that's the aim you know oh, see there. Kelsey, that's actually i'm running for president for 2024 and it's actually 2024 make america pure again that's i was gonna say oh, the same thing okay. Wayne. Okay. same season. are okay. you are you serious yeah that was in my brain i'm so Ooh, glad you I said it slogan. chris chris we like mentally french kissed uh-huh yeah 2024 be a good christian or be a <clears throat> what <laughs> what <laughs> nothing <laughs> wow. Well, Kelsey, thank you for being a wonderful listener. We we appreciate it and hope that you, um, man, honestly, like honestly, honestly, I hope that you have access to all the energy and patience and mm-hmm. wisdom that you need yeah. um, all the to, above. to yep. navigate all Good those luck. conversations and weird situations. And um, yeah, we all get it. We You have an empathetic ear here. Mm-hmm. 100%. 
Yep. And may God help you to stifle the laughter that may want to surge forth. Yes. And some of those jokes are made. Uh-huh. Yes. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it. Keep that line open. I don't know when the next time, you know, that, that youth pastor hotline will be needed. That's all right. Well, all hey, right. Um, actually, I, I do have, before we let you go, um, I'm going to need you to stab whoever gave you the phone number. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. you can memorize it, but I need you to erase it from anywhere else. Yeah. Got it. God bless you. Thanks for calling. Yes, thank you. Deuces. Done and done. <laughs> Thanks, Kelsey. Thanks. Thanks, Kelsey. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Peace. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, that was cool, Wayne. Um, thanks for setting up that that phone line. I mean, I, I know that I, I knew we. I didn't know we had a red security. line, Chris. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm glad that you have it in your living room. I What's weird is we there was to... just there was just this weird there was this like, this red phone and it was like glowing, and mm-hmm. it said "Youth Pastor SOS." Like there's a sign over it. Like yeah. I feel like I was in an old Batman movie. You know what I mean? It, it tends to happen. It tends to happen. Have we um, have we erased our phone number from those bathroom stalls? Oh, you shoot. said you did. I mean, you had ten hours of community service, John. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, breaking your <laughs> breaking legal binding agreements about wh- how far you can be from somebody apparently will land you community service. I'm sorry, David. Yeah, it's okay. okay. At least you're on a first name basis now. I, John, I feel like I have to tell you right now. My yeah. <laughs> so we have a handful of Amazon devices in our house. Mm-hmm. That will wake up when you say their name, and they do things sometimes um, when they're asked. Okay. Yeah, my very dystopian. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, My wife has figured out that she can tell Alexa to play song shuffle songs by David David Hasselhoff, Um, but she does it specifically in my bedroom speaker. So I'll just be in there like reading or. I don't know, trying to sleep. <laughs> and there's this horrible, horrible you sound that comes back. through this. Dude, he is not an angel, John. You son I, of a... Take that for, back. Did, well, did you even know he had music, bro? Because he can oh barely act. I don't know what the heck he's doing singing. Wow. I'm not okay. saying anything about his looks, John. I know he's hot. I get it. Well, f- first of all, are you listening to, some, to the song Verdammt ich lieb dick? Or are you uh, listening to uh, I Was uh, Made for Loving You or Hungry uh, Eyes? What were you listening hungry to? Hungry Eyes. That's not him. One oh. look at you. That's from Dirty Dancing, bro. That's okay. You take that back. That's Patrick Swayze. What about True Survivor? I don't, I don't think he's saying that either. <laughs> but it's the actor. <laughs> I get it. That's good. John, it's 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 I, I I'm sorry, dude. I love that it's your angle, bro. It's not my angle. It's pure crap to me. Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wayne, I love um, you, bro. And the only thing that's saving me from reaching through the screen and choking the casser- you. The, the casserole in your freezer? That is weighing me down a little bit, but my love for you is the only thing that's oh. stifling my rage. Oh, that's, and so that's perfect. That is like the antithesis because I have, I have zero body hair compared to, your, <laughs> compared to the love of your life. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> Well, the, the, I mean, speaking of love, it is Valentine's Day just around the corner. Um, approximately five days after the release of this episode, it will be Valentine's Day. So I, w- I would like to play a little game with you that is called Saint Valentine or Ain't Valentine. <laughs> and uh, let's, let's not forget, John said something about Build-A-Bear earlier. I just want to point that out. Actually, we'll have to, get back to, <laughs> have to get back to Build-A-Bear, John Bennett. All yes. things must come to fruition. Uh, uh, so but, it's Saint Saint. St. Vincent or not? Oh, St. Valentine. Valentine. Wayne David Randolph. Okay. Oh, my gosh. St. Valentine or ain't Valentine. Okay. Um, and here's the premise. Eno- this comes from history.com. Enough confusion surrounds the true identity of St. Valentine that the Catholic Church discontinued liturgical veneration of him in 1969. Nice. Though his name <laughs> remains on its list of I'm officially Kelsey. recognized Kelsey. saints. <laughs> so it's... um. The he's not officially recognized. Uh, he's still officially recognized, but they don't liturgically venerate him on February fourth anymore because there's too many Valentines. And so, um, this little game is a game where I give you a short description of a Saint Valentine, and you have to tell me if it's a Saint Valentine or if I just made it up or if it's not a Saint Valentine. Cool. Cool. So Saint Valentine or ain't Valentine? You guys ready? Correct. Get it. All right. 
This one was a Spanish bishop of the Dominican order who was beheaded in Vietnam in 1861. Mm. Uh, artificial intelligence. <laughs> uh, I don't think that, Wayne understands the premise of this is game. That, is that not? I thought it was like a Chucky dollar. What's that? What's that new girl? What's her name? Uh, oh, what is her name? Well, anyways, Chris, I get the premise. I think it is a <laughs> version of St. Valentine. I'm going to say Saint. No. It is It is a St. Valentine, yes. Um, he was beatified um, by Pope John Paul II in what 1988. Year? Um, he was beheaded in 1861. He served as a bishop in Vietnam. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll let the, it slide. Here's the next one. This one is a female St. Valentine, Valentina, who was a virgin martyred in Palestine on July 25th of AD 308. Ooh, Nothing good happened if, in July of that year. Fake. And I don't think that there was any women saints before <laughs> 1400, so I'm going to say fake. Nope, that is a saint. That's it. St. Valentina. Oh, sorry. And, was, and where was she from? Uh, in Palestine. Martyred my, in Palestine. My, That's my actually Vatican pretty cool, ship. dude. My Vatican chip just shocked me. I'm sorry, guys. Ooh. <laughs> that right, one makes me guys. happy. Good. Thanks. Um, here's the next one. A young, this one is a young French missionary of the Jesuits that was martyred at 23 years of age in the Amazonian rainforests in the 1700s. That's it? Oh, that's, we don't that's get a name. Man. We don't get why he was martyred. Just a Jesuit in the he's jungle French. in the 1700s. And he's 23 and he's French. The Jesuits are the best ones. Jesus, Jesus died at 33, so he's no Jesuit. He died at 23. He's no Jesus. I'm going to say mm. ain't. Ain't a saint? Ain't, ain't a saint Valentine, yep. Yeah, it ain't a saint Valentine. Good job. I made that one up. Mm-hmm. Well yeah. done. It was uh, I don't know very if the ambiguous Jesuits, in your details. Yeah, I don't know if the Jesuits went to South America that soon. Mm. I know they were definitely in... Um, North America during that time, but anyways, I did. See, Robert De Niro was in that one film with Jeremy Irons. That's right. That's a so, fantastic film, The Mission. Yeah. yeah, there it is. Yeah, that's the one. One of the best soundtracks. All right, this one was a saint that was proclaimed patron saint of beekeepers in 496 AD. <laughs> a, a Saint Valentine, the patron saint of beekeepers, because uh, love. You know stings. what? You know what? Like cinnamon, for some reason, goes along with Valentine's, and it has like a little, a little sting, if you will. Oh my goodness! So like, like, like cinnamon hearts and stuff. So I'm gonna go with uh, bee hearts, cinnamon hearts, bee farts. Final answer: Saint. That is a saint. That is a Saint Valentine. You the one that was probably jerk. Oh, I thought that's what you were no, saying. No, I was, good. I was channeling your logic, anyways, John. Good. Well, I was gonna say because bees make honey, and honey is sweet. Oh. See what he did there, honey? Yeah. 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 I see what you did there. All right. This one was a Franciscan monk who famously corrected the Mother Church's practice of indulgences in the late 1400s. Successfully corrected? Famously. I guess for real Catholics, famously. In the 1400s? In the 1400s, yes. I'm going to say ain't. When did... uh... Sorry, my church history is whack right now. (laughs) When did Martin Luther do his his little shenanigans? Nineteen sixty four. Lies. Yeah, oh. in the in the civil rights movement, right? Yes, that's the one you're talking about, right? Martin Luther. When were his trials in Augsburg, Germany? Fifteen hmm. hundreds. Uh, yeah. What what hundreds? The one five. Knew it. Uh, I'll I'll choose whatever John is because I'm lazy. That is, yeah, you, John is correct. It ain't a Saint Valentine. Yep, that's my victory right. dance. So Good job, John. <laughs> this is the last one. Taint no Saint. Uh, taint no Saint. This is the, he's the patron saint of taxicab drivers and venereal diseases. Oh, goodness. Oh. Well, that sounds like a good Saturday night. I'm going to say Saint. Is that the Saint of New Jersey somewhere? Like Jersey oh, Shores? Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> I mean, he famously if some, if always some, popped his collar on his polo shirt. <laughs> <laughs> if some dude can get his head chopped off in Vietnam and become a saint, I'll say sure. Um, no, well, it, it's kind of yes and no. It's not a Saint Valentine, but yes, it is Saint Fiaker. I believe uh, uh-huh. John mentioned him on a previous oh, yeah. podcast. Saint what? Fiaker? I, Fiaker. It, he's a French. He's a French saint, so it's probably Fiaker. 
Fiacre. Yeah. Fiacre. Fiacre. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm trying to learn French because we're going to Montreal and Quebec for our 10 year anniversary in April. Oh, fun. French is a stupid, stupid language and I can't pronounce oh, anything. Oh, take that back, dude. We oui, trabillon. Croissant. What, what was the. What, what, what prompted you to choose there for your anniversary? Um, Museums? Well, we heard it's cool. Like, it's a like cool older city. We like culture. Ostensibly, we're okay with the French. We can put up with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's like always kind of listed as one of those romantic places to go. Yeah. And because I've heard there's a really good O'Charlie's there as well. No, there's not. Ah. I already researched it. <laughs> Bro, are you so excited for poutine? Oh man, yes. I just feel like that's. I just feel like that's high end casserole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is. Dang. And I know you guys want me to tell you this, but my dog is frolicking around the room. I'm pretty sure he has a dangling poop that he cannot get out. Oh, no. Dude, if, if he tries to wipe it and look you in the eye at the same time, don't do it. He'll steal your soul. He will steal my soul. Uh, well, that do you know that like really, really serious look when they're trying to wipe their, their biache on the, on the ground? And they're just mm. looking you in the eye. Like, it's like a serious look of like love, concern, and help. Okay. Guys, if there's one reason that people listen to our podcast, it's for the coherent and cohesive narrative thread that we weave from start to finish. <laughs> We're so good. Uh, and so I feel like you're really throwing things off here, John. If you could just stick to the script, please. Okay. I'll get yeah, back John, to you, I think you won the game. Good job, Chris. Good job, John. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? Since I'm in the eye. things. Let's do a little thanks for understanding. Oh my gosh, already? Already. I'm just going to throw it out there. We can get to the questions later. We already did ours. You guys ready? Wait. No, I got to play. I'll, I mean, we answered the we answered the red phone, John. Okay, yes. Yeah. The, yes, I'm ready. We did answer a question. As long as we help one person directly, then Then I my work is okay. done. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, we, if I could just touch one life today in the classroom. <laughs> and Valentine's Day is all about touching ourselves, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> what? What? John, I'm 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 officially worried, bro. Uncomfortable. <laughs> well, okay, guys, here we go. Let's start. Hi. I'm going to give you guys some terrible um, clues, and you're going to combine um, the Bible and pop culture and figure it out. All right. So here's the first one. Um, <laughs> I'll give you an easy one. The children's story favorite in the Bible that deals with Nick and Joe and the other one. Nick and Joe? Yep, and the other one. Nicodemus? It's a children's favorite in the Old Testament that deals with Nick and Joe and the other one. You're on the right track right now. Jonah? Okay. Nick and uh, Joe. Did you guys Nick. not teach over the past five, six, seven years? Oh Bro, it's been, a, it's been years Nick since I've talked. and Joe? Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk? Uh, wait, that's not a thing. Uh... Nick and Joe is the <laughs> pop culture reference. Oh, I have no... Oh, wait. The Jonas Brothers? The Jonah Brothers. Jonas Brothers and the Whale. Oh, shoot. Oh, see, I, I wouldn't know that because I don't listen to that <laughs> oh, stuff. <laughs> I'm so indie. Uh, oh, you're so indie. indie? Yeah. All right, here's Mainstream another one. indie. You guys should know this one. In Aramaic, you shout, come, cheese-covered tortilla chips, come. What? Wait, 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 start over? In Aramaic, you shout, come, cheese-covered tortilla chips, come. Marinachos. Marinachos. Yes. I thought that. Nice. <laughs> yes. Was Mar- Maranatha was, that's Aramaic? I think yeah, it's, it's Aramaic. Come, or, I don't know. Come Lord Jesus. I thought it was Aramaic huh. when I did my Wikipedia search. Nice. Well, I trust Wikipedia more than what my brain's telling me. Yep. All right. This one's going to be obscure. This is going to be a 90s music reference. So let's see how you do. Okay. In- Wu-Tang forever, fool. It's not Wu-Tang. It's quite the opposite. <laughs> In... Orinoco flow. This singer oh. constantly invokes us to either exalt or pause. Scholars aren't quite sure. So that's mm. that's Enya. Ooh. Orinoco flow. Uh huh. 
And yeah. Sail away, sail away, sail away. Yeah. But, uh, keep on going. Say the, say the question again. The singer constantly invokes us to either exalt or pause. Scholars aren't quite sure. You got it. Sela 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 way Sela way Yeah Wow that was a stretch bro. I like that one That's good Yeah that one hurt um, <laughs> Let's test your Catholic knowledge on this one uh, My pancreas towards the is end of, not ready Towards the end of Catholic Mass The priest invites the congregants to extend this egg based gesture I'll read it oh. again oh, Go ahead um, Towards the end of Catholic Mass, the priest invites the congregants to extend this egg-based gesture. Mm, yolk, white, <laughs> shell. Passing the peace. Passing the peace is what You're getting where my mind went, but I don't know where that goes with the eggs. Egg-based dish. Oh, passing the quiche. Sign of quiche. The the sign of, you're close. Sign, oh, of, sign quiche. of quiche. Sign, sign of, quiche. of quiche. Yes. Wow. Now let us give to each other the sign of quiche. Anyway. So, oh, <laughs> that's, I, I, that's interesting. I wonder why both Chris and I, in our minds, it's passing the peace. Oh, that's weird. Is no, it because we're Protestants? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe because we actually we do that on our contemplative Sundays. We we do a form of passing. Actually, interestingly enough, Kelsey <laughs> has a little video that she does in American Sign Language uh, of the passing of the peace. Oh. One, that's rad. And two, it's sign of quiche. Kelsey. Sweet. I'll let her know. I'll let her know. <laughs> Anyways. And last one. Wayne, you'll like this one. Uh, this that's is, pushy. This is Bob Marley's time. Bob Marley's time? Uh-huh. The Greek word for Bob Marley's time. Hmm. Rasta? Koinonia Kaya? Uh, last part. Kaya? Kaya Nia. Kairostafarian. Oh, God. Like Kairos, I guess. Kairostafarian. Kairostafarian. I feel like you probably You're know welcome. this, John, but, but Kaya is reference to a particular herb of mm. the Rastafarians, just so you know. Mm, oregano, Basil. right? Yeah, both both work. That's yeah. good. Italian at least, really at least with the white kids. <laughs> yeah, well, nice. this is awesome because I have a question now from Reddit that builds <laughs> okay. off of that. Good. This is from Reddit user Young Denzel, spelled Y-U-N-G, Denzel. Mm. Maybe it's Jung Denzel, and he's like really into Jungian archetypes. Chris, you you're know, brilliant. Myers-Briggs. You're brilliant. Um, here's the question. What are healthy ways of altering my consciousness? I mean... Without drugs. Mm. Oh, I feel like Chris is perfect for this, like with his cold shower bit and all. <laughs> uh, well, step one, you take a cold shower. I feel like that's been my answer for everything the last three <laughs> three weeks with students. They're like, like I'm you, unmotivated. Have you, tried a cold, have you tried a cold shower yet? Yeah, I feel <laughs> I lack a connection with God. Have you tried cold showering? Uh, I can't stop <laughs> making vulgar jokes. Have you tried a cold shower? Yeah, that's that one, so good, that's dude. appropriate. It might raise their testosterone level, so it'd be counterproductive. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. Um, wait, what was the question? What are healthy oh, ways? Oh, altered states. Yeah, altering my consciousness, with, I mean, um, without drugs. Breathe, breathe in and out really, really heavily and rapidly for Into about 30 seconds. With and, then, and then hold your breath and let your friend press on your chest. Ooh. That's I mean, it does make you pass out, which is an altered state of consciousness for sure. Uh, unconsciousness. Yes, it you're is a, unconsciousness. A, you really know how to spoil things, Chris. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I another one that worked for me. I don't know if it worked for you, Wayne. Um, Wayne and I did this little experiment back in the day when he still lived in the Inland Empire. We went to a sensory deprivation chamber. Oh, I um, love them. Or like float therapy, if it, you want yes. it to not sound so terrifying. Um, but I, I remember it experiencing like um, totally. some altered consciousness things, like some visual hallucinations and um, the, the feeling of like doing like somersaults in space, even though I have no context for that. Yeah, like there was some like moving. There was, was movement weird, that bro. definitely wasn't happening, and I so felt good. like I could felt like I could see the room, even though it was pitch black. Um, 
And so, I mean, you could at least see the little creatures who were holding up the pitch black um, uh, sheets in front of your eyes. Who are holding up the veil, um, right. dividing me from the heavens. And I was like, please did, continue holding that. Did I don't yours? There was one that had um, between 1,700 and 60,000 eyes on their body. Did you see that one? I didn't. That one was behind the veil. Roger. I'm too afraid, Wayne. I'm a coward. Mm. Uh, the other thing to do is to um, cl- turn off the lights in a bathroom and look yourself in the eye in the mirror and run and headbutt yourself. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. No, but like scientifically, though, it does seem that there. Uh, I know that there have been experiments um, in dim lighting. Um, the the yeah. brain is really good at inventing things when there's insufficient data, which mm-hmm. is why I think the hallucination thing happens in sensory deprivation chambers. Um, which is also explains the whole like bloody mary, bloody mary thing. Mm-hmm. Is that um, it, a does certain it explain number- it or does it give maybe context? It gives context, sure. Thanks, because Chris. there's uh, um, in some experiments, people like in dim rooms looking into mirrors, um, a, a surprising number of people actually end up seeing people in the mirrors that are not there. So, and um, some mirrors happen to be portals to hell. So I'm just exactly. saying. I, mean, I don't know if you guys the... know this, um, but I teach a gothic <laughs> horror class. Um, yeah. And, Wait, uh, you do? Yeah. Um, and there's a common trope in horror movies, which is the the bathroom mirror trope. Mm-hmm. Like you close the medicine cabinet and then, bah, you know, something scary. So, John, in any of them, um, do they have uh, so where there's like two mirrors where the mirrors are like looking into each other? Because that's actually uh, that's usually where the um, the veil is thinnest. Oh, oh. I, not off the top of my head, but I'm, I'll keep do, scouring. Do, do you guys know that I'm secretly really into paranormal? <laughs> TV shows and stuff. <laughs> this is amazing. Uh, I love I'm that unsu- ish, I'm, bro. I love that I'm, ish. <laughs> I'm unsurprised, Wayne, to be honest. Are you, though? Um, <laughs> there, there are, like, the... Uh, Do you guys ever read Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell? Always. Um, yeah, there was the... It's, it's like a historical fiction magic book. Um, mm. But they... All, all mirrors are connected to one another on a, on a highway called the King's Roads. Um, and so you just need to figure out the way to... Like get through the mirror and then you can. And all the King's like Roads faster. really are just, it's another term for ley lines. So yeah, well, they are actual stone pathways, but I'm sure oh. that you change your frequency well. for the demonic highways. Yeah. As well. 100%. Thanks. Nerd alert. <laughs> uh, the whole nice. thing is about learning how to change your frequency, bro. Like, why are you Catholic? <sighs> because I was born this way. It's I mean, it's just a weird new agey way of saying it, but yeah, it's just learning how to how to vibe correctly. Mm, vibe Come on, check, bro. Come on, it's just energy. Yeah, hashtag vibes. I do wonder uh, though, like hashtag if, don't if, stare two mirrors. If we if we apply this to like the um, the average Sunday worship service, I wonder if there's a way that you can game it so that people experience God more often, right? Like in a sense, like it is it. Is that what we're doing with the smoke and the lights and oh, yeah. the the darkness and the high volume of music and even like the rhythmic nature? Like mm-hmm. the, you, the floor on the floor, the heartbeat. That sounds um, like the think, haunted house I went to in October. Right. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> I think we're you're inducing one type of state there and you're inducing another type of state. Both are like inspiring one to awe, um, but just maybe awful as, versus awesome. As silly and... You know, again, you know, we could we could be obnoxious about it, but like I think in some terms, yeah, like one angle, yeah, hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. Like it? we're it's a, I, I do think that there's there's something about that idea of vibing, of finding rhythm, of mm-hmm. like of energy, right? Like I, I think there is something about that. Um, I struggle with that though because it's like, you know, when they say when you go into a store and they have the smell of like vanilla or citrus, is it just manipulative? Or is it trying to create an atmosphere to better encounter God? Isn't that in terms manipulative? Of your emotions, right? Yeah. Like, I don't think manipulative have to, has to be like in the pejorative, like oh, yeah. manipulating manipulating an environment so that it evokes a particular feeling or emotion. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like burning. I, yeah, incense. I think in and of it, in and of itself, I think that is manipulative. Yeah. Well, and I guess I manipulate. But I don't, I don't say it in a negative a, sense. Yeah. Yeah, it has a connotation. If you want to use a, a, a more positive connotive word, you could say it's strategic. Um, that <laughs> like it's a it's a strategic ambient effect for the sake of achieving a connection with God, or for the mm. sake of greater self awareness, or for the sake of 
achieving that altered state. But I think, I mean, I, I feel like I used to have a much more cynical angle of that, even as a worship leader and preacher type person, because mm-hmm. that's what you're doing, right? Is you're trying to encourage and induce a state in, in people who are consuming the words and the music that you produce. And then I realized, well, if, if God is the architect and engineer of the emotions that we feel, and he's the architect and engineer of like even the, the corporate things that we can feel in those states, then I, I don't think it's inherently negatively manipulative to mm. use those things to our advantage, right? Not like, at all. And I mean, Chris, think about too, like, like, well, I guess it, it's, I guess it depends on how you interpret the text, but there are many instructions in the Old Testament that um, are, are said to be like from God, right? Of like, this mm-hmm. is, this is what you do in order to connect with me. And a lot of those mm-hmm. things that they're doing, they're ritualistic. Maybe we've lost a lot of that meaning. It seems really weird to us, but at, at least at one angle, like if we're, if we're like thinking about that diamond, at least, at least one facet of that diamond seems to be that it is God, like the divine himself itself is saying that there's a particular set of things that need to be kind of done in order to get into my mm-hmm. presence. Right. So there is, yeah. there is burning of certain, of certain incenses. And then that, like you do see that across, I don't know, I think it's wild, like, but you see it across traditions and across religions that certain scents are associated with certain sort of uh, effects on, on different dimensions. And mm. um, I'm not saying that I hold these things tightly, but I, I do hold them loosely, but I, I think it gives, it gives some insight into maybe some, at least some ancient understanding that maybe maybe the the energy of the environment did have a big part yeah. to play. But and this yeah. is awesome because know. you're like this is perfect for Valentine's Day because there's all these new candles out for women to burn to optimize the berry the, white. Yeah, the 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 amorous moods for their men, like you know, like candles that smell like leather or um, barn. I don't know. Whatever the hyper-masculine smells are. I was going to (laughs) say. Sawdust. I mean. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Pine tar. (laughs) Chewing tobacco. (laughs) Yes. Nice. Just smoke a cigarette. You know what's funny, guys? I have have some really yummy, like, sweet pipe tobacco for my Gandalf pipe. But I keep the the tobacco in my, um, my... Sock and undershirt drawer. <laughs> <laughs> so dad doesn't find it. No, no. It, it gives this, it gives this like this subtle, sweet tobacco oh, scent to my, to my clothes that I, I, I mean, I don't know if anybody else ever picks up on it, but I find it to be really enjoyable. <laughs> nice. <laughs> For your feats. Maybe, maybe there's some spirits that like it too, John. Is that what you're saying? Nice. Yes. Yep. Well, we were talking about worship a little bit. Um, so here's a Quora question. Um, this Quora question says, Pastor John MacArthur has said that the oh. emergence of praise in worship songs and sermons in churches is a sign of the falling away of the church in the beginning of apostasy. Is he correct? Oh, say that one more time. because I was Yeah, the last, up... was the last sentence? I got a text. No. <laughs> I was reading something. <laughs> Look at the front one. I was looking at male candle sense. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. All right. Pastor John MacArthur. Uh-huh. Your favorite, has, John. Yes. Yep. Has said that the emergence of praise and worship songs and sermons in churches is a sign of the falling away of the church and the beginning of apostasy. Is wow. he correct? What? what would be so the pra- praise and worship and sermons giving in church? Mm, well, I mean. So b- basically the, 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 for- the formula we all grew up with. Uh-huh. The, the two songs, forever. the announcement, the one song, and then the pastor. <laughs> I Okay, let me, um, let me clarify. I would say I think that the, wor- the praise and worship, I think, would be distinguished from hymns. Um, okay. And I think, and I think I mean, the this is MacArthur. Is atta- that's that's, good. that's yeah. a good call. And I think it's atta- probably attached to the praise, praise and worship songs. So like praise and worship songs that like bleed into the sermons, like, mm. the, like the elevation Stephen Furtick vibe of like we are doing means. a – 
Oh, it's like Elevation Church. Like they do a lot of the big songs. But like, yeah. man, I watched the at the end of his sermon, he made this like point about God being there with you. And like, as soon as he like said his last point, the band, like the lights <laughs> flashed on and the band was there. And there's like, even when I don't see it, you're working. And those uh, like, like faded right. In. It was beautiful. The and way the oxytocin they, like, and serotonin yeah. are flowing. Yeah. That's awesome. Anyway, um, so so he's I, the, he says that's the beginning of apostasy. What do you guys think? I agree with it because whenever my kids request some sort of music with lyrics, I say, no, you'll listen to Beethoven because mm. he's the original. Yeah. Or, or back. And when, you, and when you listen to Beethoven, you will eat his favorite fruit. Yes. For which, potassium, which is the banana. The banana. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. So that bad. Was, that was, it was really, really dumb. Okay. I, I guess I wonder, like, why hymns, why hymns are like the ones that we have to go back to. Is it because they're Macar- taken from MacArthur songs? is MacArthur is a boomer, bro, a crotchety old man. But I mean, like, like he's, and and I, I mean, hey, I, I'm the one that said it earlier about recognizing the image of God in somebody. Like, he is he he believes strongly that his way and approach to um, interacting with God is the way and he has that conviction and it's pretty strong and he teaches people his mm-hmm. way. Um, my experience with, with him, his teachings or his students have often been, um, that that particular pro- approach comes at the expense of maybe acknowledging any validity to any other approaches. Mm. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. A l- yeah. Less than charitable for sure. Well, can I can I make a point? I think that maybe, I mean, we say it's a boomer thing, but to the boomers, it was a something else thing. Like boomers invented, don't trust anyone over thirty, right? Like mm-hmm. so, <laughs> um, so to the boomers, it's the hymns. But then to like the greatest generation, it like a lot of the hymns that I grew up singing in a like predominantly boomer church were hymns that were written in the last forty or fifty years. They mm. weren't classic hymns from two. They weren't written by Martin Luther. They were written by the Wesley brothers. You know what I mean? Um, significantly later. You grew um, up Baptist, right? Yeah. I wonder if that. So, I feel like the as a growing up Presbyterian, I, I feel like our songs were really dusty and old. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's because you guys aren't singing from the Catholic hymnal. Taste and see. Taste. That's, that's and straight see. from the Jews, bro. You just ripped that off from the Jews. <laughs> That's never happened. Gosh. Uh, when, when I was in Ethiopia, the nuns wanted to do a Pentecost service, and they knew I played guitar, and I was like, sure, I'll play. <laughs> um, and then they were like, how about we do all these songs? And they were like, they were definitely, um, they were hymny, and they were about the spirit, um, but all of them were in the key of D minor. Um, and oh, I love I, it, dude. <laughs> Yeah, and I like tried to put like a little reggae beat to it because that's like the closest thing <laughs> you could cool. do. Yeah, to Ethiopia. How yeah. dare you? But it was not. It definitely didn't work. Did um, it feel like an upbeat dirge? Uh, yes, one hundred percent. An upbeat, out of tune, out of rhythm dirge. That's uh, great. Um, is what that sounded like. Yep. Dun, 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 dun. And that's that's a that's a typical Sunday for us. Nice. Uh, well, and I'm wondering, like, what is going to be the, like, when we are in our 60s and 70s, like, is there going to be a type of music that we're like, why can't we just go back to, Hillsong. like, are we, are we going to miss the the Chris Tomlin days when, like, we could sing along? Uh, I I it, already you, I already missed David Crowder, bro. Is that okay right? to say? Yeah, I think yeah. it's fine. Yeah, I've been I've like, been I've been kicking a lot of David Crowder lately. I love it. <laughs> I, <laughs> Even sometimes I listen to like Maverick City and like they're really mm, talented musicians, mm. but I have trouble, I have trouble singing with them. Yeah, and so I'm like, there's that like this Sunday I used, to me. Yeah, our our I, church like introduced the new song that they just wrote, and I'm like, you can't sing along to this. Yeah, it's nice. You can't sing along to this. Yeah, as as much as I ripped on Chris Tomlin ten to fifteen years ago, I'm like, give me some Tomlin. Because he plays four chords the, and I can the sing The most it. accessible. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, hey, guys, sing along. That's that's literally what his so- his music sings sounds like, right? Uh-huh. Yep. Come totally. On, sing along with me. And Are I have, guys... like, a little electric guitar in there so you don't feel like it's terrible, but you definitely can sing along. Why are you guys making me, like, have an appreciation for that kind of music now? I'm supposed to be <laughs> cynical. <sighs> Jerks. 
Well, I feel like our work here is done. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to our Valentine's Day episode of Spiritual Undirection, where we talked about Valentine's Day the whole time. The entire Um, time. My goodness. I tried to tie it in with the candles thing, so don't blame me. That's true. We try to keep it topical here at Spiritual Undirection. Um, So thank you for listening to us. If you didn't know, you could listen to us on even more platforms now. You can ask... Um, here, just like turn up the volume and, uh, unplug your headphones really quick. Um, Alexa, play spiritual undirection podcast after David Hasselhoff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alexa shuffle songs by David Hasselhoff on Wayne's speaker. <laughs> Perfect. Thank um, you, Denise. <laughs> So, so be sure to, if you have, um, one of those artificial intelligences in your home, please ask them to play us. Um, you can rate us on any of those apps and the more, the more reviews, even if you are like normally a podcast person, but you went to Alexa, give us some stars on whatever other apps you use and listen on. Um, the more ratings, the more it helps other people find us. Give us some stars. We'll give you some blessings. Mm, Exactly. You're going to seed those stars. Mm. Give us some stars. We'll give you some bars. Bars. Oh, Wu Tang, boo. What? What? <laughs> like Mars. Yeah. With my homeboy Lars and the real girl, he's gonna hurl for and sure. The yeah. There he goes. There's your bars for those stars. Thank you, everyone. Dang. Um. Well, I'm Christopher Seals, and today I learned that the vinegar water ratio is critically important in a spray bottle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm John Bennett, and I learned that Wayne is a fanatic of the paranormal. Bro, fanatic is that the right word? Sure. Yeah, yeah I've got a some things to share. More like, yeah, yeah sure. probably aficionado. Yeah. Uh, and I'm Wayne David Randolph, and I learned that my friend John Bennett has a open account, a running tab at Bilderbear. <laughs> This has been Spiritual Undirection, reminding you that all of your problems are probably from unconfessed sin. Also, a special thank you to Kyle Plant with Afterlife Beats. Go check out his stuff on SoundCloud. And thank you, Gregorian Monks. Alexa, play Spiritual Undirection podcast.